Well, in uh, sixth grade, I ran cross country. That was the only time I ever ran cross country. Did it once. I was like, yeah, this ain't it for me. And, you know, that, that three miles seems very, very long. Some of you might be runners and you're like, three miles, that's nothing. I do that like, like all the time. I did it yesterday when it was like negative 20 and the wind in my face. You know, okay, we get it. You're super cool. We're not. But, you know, you get the picture. And so one of the things, though, for, for that, uh, in, in this uh, cross-country season, they had this very peculiar race in which it wasn't an actual, because all of cross-country, put it this way, all of cross-country is a team-oriented thing, but they take your individual times and then based, I don't know if they average it out or whatever, I don't even remember how it works, I did it once, like I said, wasn't that, that important to me. But this, every uh, year they had this one race in which it was actually a three-mile relay race. So they took your six fastest runners and then you each had to run a half mile. Now, I got saved for the last, which I don't know why that was. Uh, it was probably because most of the race was through the woods and stuff, and they probably thought I would get lost or something, but I definitely wasn't the fastest. And so it's this last one. And my, my leg of the race was about, about 150 yards through the end of the wooded area. So you'd get the, the baton 150 yards, and you'd come out right by uh, this track, and you would run a full lap, and then you'd kind of get to the end, and you would come across the middle to the finish line. And so I'm the final leg. I'm what they call the anchor. And so I'm here in the wooded areas. We're all getting, you know, hyped. We're excited, uh, trying to stay warm because, you know, you haven't run in two and a half miles. And I'm like, praise God, best race of my life type of situation. And then all of a sudden, here comes my teammate, hands to me the baton, and I take off. And I'm running, I'm running, and I'm booking as fast as I can. And I get out from the clearing, and our team's in first place at this point. So I'm feeling good about myself. I'm like, Eric, all you have to do is just don't mess this up, okay? You can do this. A half mile, that's all you need to do. And I reach the end of the track, and all of a sudden, my team and, and my coaches that were all already there started, like, cheering and, like, going like this to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. Raise the roof. High fives. And then my coach literally comes and stands, like, 10 yards in front of me. He goes, stop. He goes, you forgot the baton. And so I had to turn around, run as fast as I could. I've never run so fast in my life because I didn't want to let the rest of my team. And sure enough, the, the official for the race is standing over it just being like, you forgot something? And I was like, you didn't say anything, bro? What's up with this? So I pick up the baton and I run and I, so I take off. I was like, okay, well, I still got time. And then all of a sudden, so I, so I get in and I finish the race and we came in third. And so, you know, that was just super disappointing because I let my entire team down. And maybe you felt like that before in life, that something has happened where you let your team down. Because the thing that we're kind of emphasizing today, it's the, exemplifier, the, the, the example of doing things together that we can't get very far without one another. Think about some of the power duos that you can't think of the, the second person from right after hearing the first person. A couple examples, and you can be, uh, feel free to shout these out. If there's Starsky, then there's... All right, I just like, okay, I, I know my church. Here we go, that was gonna hit for sure. We got Batman and, and Snow White and her... Yeah, some of you, that's like three words. I don't wanna say that, but that's all good. You know, life is hard enough as it is, right? And you know this, I know this. Life happens. Sometimes life is easy. Sometimes everything's easy, easy going. Everything's falling into place. Other times there's surprises, there's turmoil, there's sickness. Life is hard enough as it is. And that's why I think we naturally value things like friendship, community, and camaraderie so much in life. 
the early 2000s, there was this movie called Finding Forrester. Uh, a little fun fact, Sean Connery was in it, uh, kind of probably like as he was like ending his career. Type. It's a phenomenal movie, and, and it centers around Sean Connery's character. He embodies this, this disenfranchised Pulitzer Pulitzer Prize winning author who's kind of become a curmudgeon. He doesn't ever come out of his apartment. And then uh, this, one, uh, this, this one young man, his name is Jamal Wallace. He's secretly this phenomenal writer and he's also a basketball star. He gets uh, kind of this bet to go in to Sean Connery. His, his last name is Forrester. Goes into Forrester's office to steal something and he gets caught. And the whole movie paints this picture though of them developing this friendship. Two very unlikely people who are brought together by this idea of writing, but writing from the heart. And the very end of the movie, Sean Connery's character gets up at this, like, not a poetry reading, but it was like this reading of literature and art and, and, to, and kind of give this powerful speech. And it turns out it's, being, it's Jamal Wallace's speech, but he gives uh, this, this speech and he ends with this, uh, or sorry, it begins with this line in which it says, losing family obliges us to find our family, not necessarily those that are our blood, but those that can become our blood. This might be something that resonates deeply with you, but simply put, we need each other, for we are better together. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Acts chapter 27 this morning. We're just going to read a couple verses, and the book of Acts has really embodied this idea of togetherness, because wherever the Spirit went, Oftentimes, he was with someone. Whenever people went out to start churches, to evangelize, to heal people, they always went out in multiples. And today in Acts chapter 27, the whole chapter is crazy. It's this entire shipwreck scene. So if you want to read something fun in scripture, I recommend you read Acts chapter 27. But I'm going to read just a couple verses this morning. And you can just listen and follow along. It says this, in, uh, starting in chapter 27. It says, when it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the imperial regiment. We boarded a ship from Adamantium and to set sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia. And we put out to sea in Aristiscius, a Macedonian, a Macedonian from Thessalonica was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so that they might provide for his needs. Verse 9 then says, much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the day of atonement. So Paul warned the men, I can see that our voyage is going to become disastrous and bring great loss to our ship and cargo and to our own lives as well. Chapter 27, it's Luke's way of recounting this shipwreck. But what I want to focus on is how the power of one word where one letter completely changes and makes the difference. Notice at the beginning, it was not he set sail for Rome, it was we set sail for Rome. It was not Paul was shipwrecked, but we were shipwrecked. Paul does not say, my voyage has become disastrous, but our voyage. See, together we can storm, we can weather storms of life. Now, whether that's an actual storm or the storms that come our way, the difference in one letter, or perhaps better way to put it, one person can make is monumental. Think about it. 
You want to come to church for the first time. There's a massive difference between I walked into church versus we walked into church. When it comes to serving, she served the kids' ministry versus we served the kids' ministry. He went to group versus we went to group. See, what together doesn't do, together doesn't make anxieties disappear. It doesn't make feelings of doubt disperse, but it does bring comfort knowing that we have someone along in the journey with us. Whenever I think of togetherness, my mind always goes to the story of David and his best friend Jonathan in 1 Samuel, in which Jonathan's father Saul was the king of Israel at the time, and then he was, uh, David had been anointed, Saul's getting super jealous, wants to kill David on several accounts, and so Saul's own son Jonathan, who is best friends, the Bible describes it, someone who is a, a friend closer than a brother, helps David get through the hardest parts in his life, things that he probably could not have gotten through on his own. Because when we have people going in the same direction as ourselves, the impact multiplies. That we is a multiplier of me. Now, I'm not a farmhand. Uh, I have a couple of chickens at home, but that's about it. But I've been told and I've read that one horse can pull about 8,000 pounds of weight. And that's about what I can pull, so I can relate to that. You know, strap a few chains, you know, I could probably pull about 8,000 pounds of weight. Uh, No, just kidding, maybe like 10. But that's a different story. And so you'd think if you had two horses pulling together, you would just, well, take 8,000, multiply it by two, that it's 16,000. But science has proven to us that two horses actually it begins to multiply, that they can pull 24,000 pounds together. And it gets even better that if you take these two horses and you train them together to be in step with one another, they actually get a four-fold increase and can pull up to 32,000 pounds. Friends, that's us. That's you and I when it comes to the amount of weight that we can pull for the kingdom of God together here at first. That the power of God multiplies as we do things together. One person can greet maybe five or six, but 10 people can greet hundreds. One person can care for five, six, maybe 12 tops, but a group of 70 volunteers can come together to lift the weight of hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people each and every Sunday. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 12 describes the the importance of how God set up the body, that every part plays a different purpose, and every part of the body needs every part of the body. That we are not all the same. We don't have the same gifts, the same passions, the same skills, and that's kind of the point. But as long as we come together and go in the same direction, that mission of helping each other follow Jesus, our fruit as the body of Christ becomes exponential. So let me close with this. Is that with each other, burdens get lighter. Galatians chapter 6 says to carry each other's burdens, and in doing so, you fulfill the law of Christ. And most often, when, when I think we hear that verse, we think of the weight of hardship, of turmoil, of loss, of death. But I think this also refers to perhaps the burdens of everyday life, the burdens that come with parenting, the burdens of discipleship, the burdens of community, the burdens of worship, of reaching the lost, the weight that it comes to be a disciple who lives to make a disciple. And so as we come together, that's what today is all about, is celebrating how so many of us come together to fulfill that law of Christ, 
As Jesus uh, summarized in Matthew 22, the great command is to love God and love others. And as we work together, we see that fruit multiply exponentially. Thank you so much for what you do. For those of you who give of your time, your talent, your money to help first be a place where we can love God and love others. Would you pray with me as we continue to worship God this morning? God, we thank you once again for what you have done in our lives. I thank you for how you have served us, who gave us the example of how to serve others. May we continue to worship you through our time, our talents, our resources in a way that brings you glory to make your name great. In your name that we pray, amen.